How's it going, everybody? I'm Luke. Joe is on the other side of the recording here. We are back. I don't know when the last time we did this was. It had to be March after the deadline, I think. A little while after the deadline might have been. Because that show was called Meaningful Games in March. And Jason Botchel said that in response to the trade deadline. Uh, and uh, oh, a whole lot of a heck has happened on planet Earth uh, since we last recorded, Joe. Um, how are you coping with things? I mean, do we need to uh, say, well, you know, the coronavirus? I mean, everyone knows what's going on. Oh, yeah. But how are you holding up? Uh, I'm hanging in there. You can say that, but. Uh... Yeah, I'm just hanging in there. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm doing a lot of reading. I've read a lot, gaining a lot of weight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I just want to make mention of this, too. I've begun listening to the Droughtcast again. I told you this off the air, but everybody should go and listen to the Droughtcast if you have nothing to do and you're sitting around playing Xbox. It's uh, uh, Corey Griswold and Ryan Nagelhout, and they go over every year of the Bills drought, and uh, that's fun. I mean, there's nothing going on right now, but uh, it's, it's a great show and it's funny. So uh, go look that up. It's on um, Apple Podcasts. But... Yeah. I've just been work- working a lot. Uh, I'm considered an essential worker, even though I am not. But uh, doing that, running a lot, bringing some occasional exercise in here and there. Well, hey, you know what? That, nothing much going on. Few things are functioning right now, but it is important that America maintains its claim to the hot dog. So, oh, yeah. in a way, you are actually maintaining the spirit of America. Is that not correct? Yeah, so, but yeah. listen, any t- this goes for if you're going to eat anywhere, first of all, stay at home. Because I would like to go about my normal life again. And Please. yeah, that and don't yeah. be mean to the people that are serving you. Okay, don't be a don't be a boomer. Don't channel that boomer energy. Let me tell you, the boomers and the Karens that are coming through Ted's. Oh, oh man, I'm glad I'm not bringing food out because I'm glad I'm inside. I'm not bringing food out to any of these people because it would take all of the might inside of me to not unload on these people. Yeah, and this is why I. Don't well. One of the many reasons why I don't work retail anymore, and uh, why I have vowed to be a a protector and defender of any kind of service worker. If I'm if 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 someone in the presence of me is abusing a retail worker, and I'm there, they're gonna hear from me. I don't yeah, care how old you like are. These people, eighty percent of these people that are strolling through, probably just got laid off. They just got their. Their unemployment check for six hundred plus dollars, mm-hmm. and they're going to splurge. They're gonna go. They're gonna go buy a hot dog. Yes. And when people are coming in all at once, you're gonna have to wait. Yeah, but you're gonna have to sit your ass down and wait and wait in the parking lot for the people to bring your food out. Mm-hmm. And it's not anyone's fault. It's not bad management. It's not. It's not anyone's fault because. You're going to have to just be patient because it takes time. Mm-hmm. So Karen's. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the Karen meme. I think it's hilarious. Oh, it's great. It, it's so accurate because 
tell you, there's an actual woman named Karen comes in every single day. She has the Karen haircut and she complains every time she comes in. It's absolutely hilarious. I love it. No, I swear to God. Yeah. Her name is Karen. She yells at the people to stand stand back when they're too close to her car taking her order. What? And yeah, she'll like call in the store and ask why it's taking so long every time there's a little bit of a wait. She comes in every day. Every single day. She's I think very that's particular. a mental illness. <laughs> Actually. She's very particular. We don't like Karen. Very particular. That's way that that's the PR way of putting it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pulling up. Pulling yeah. up. Okay. Well, well, that's good. Uh, I mean, they're showing these classic games. That's another thing that started is these, these classic games since we've last been on. You haven't been able to watch any, right? I don't have MSG at my house. Oh. So. Oh. Yeah, it's a shame. Oh, I, could, I, I would go. I would go to my grandpa's house to watch neighbor's games, but obviously I can't do that right now because of what what's going on. So I've been able to watch any of these great classic games that they decide to play on MSG. I'm surprised they did it for one because uh, SE Sabres, their organization has done everything wrong for so long. I'm shocked that they're, they decide to do this, but you know, ratings. I really don't agree with them showing the Carolina series. I think that who wants to watch that and hot take here game seven versus Carolina is far more depressing than no goal. Oh, I I agree. Like, I agree. Listen, they were losing that series to a superior opponent in 99. Okay. Uh, They only scored, I think was one goal in that game. That's besides the point. I mean, the stars were superior team and you were down three, two, God forbid you won. Somehow you're going back to Dallas. For game seven. It was no sure Mm -hmm. thing. And given what happened in the cup in 06, you probably would have won. (laughs) If we're being honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's maybe, it's a far more traumatic experience. I'm surprised they showed game seven. I know. Why would they do that? Really surprised. Make a clip show or something. I don't know. Show Beyond Blue and Gold Marathon. Nobody wants to see game seven. Like, what do you remember that night? What memories does that bring back if you're watching that game? (laughs) It, like, nobody wants Nobody. Are they playing any 2010s games? They better not. They haven't yet. (laughs) What do you, what do you think? Answer me this. Would you rather relive, um, that game seven experience? Like again, have that happen again, or just not make the playoffs next year? I'd rather relive that because I don't think oh. I can take another year of no playoffs. Okay, wow. Yeah. I I I don't think I could take that misery. Well, it, there is one silver lining here: the Sabers might make the playoffs this year. <laughs> they might. They might very well make the playoffs, and it is hilarious. Right. They're the seventh worst team in the league, and they might make the playoffs. Oh, and that is because I believe the format they're discussing is 24 teams would make it. Well, this and... isn't discussed. This is the most likely scenario if right. the season is not continued. It, it, uh, six teams, the top six teams from each division will make it. it it's, it's, oh, this, this is like, this is peak NHL. 
if if this were to actually happen, if the Sabers were to get in and the Rangers weren't to, weren't to get in, at this point, just go with the one through sixteen format, top to bottom. In yeah. the, it, I agree. It's, it's the cleanest way to do it. Everyone knows this season's a wash anyway. Why are you going to force teams into the playoffs? Sixteen teams make it anyway. Just go with the 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 through the league one through sixteen. It would be fun. I, I understand to watch Buffalo, Toronto in a playoff series, yeah. even if it's the best of three. I don't know. I don't even know what they would do. It wouldn't be ideal. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd be excited, but I mean, come on. What are the playoffs without fans and especially like, yeah. without a home game? Exactly. Because right. okay, <laughs> hypothetical, the Sabers went go on to win the Stanley Cup this year. It's not going to happen. What if they do? Okay. Oh, there's no parade. Fans in the it's building. Bright. And half the team is probably not going to be on the team next year. Mm-hmm. So. I'd feel like we wouldn't be deserving of that distinction it, either. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. But just wouldn't feel the same. And I feel like I understand a Stanley Cup is a Stanley Cup. But. Ugh. I uh, I feel like, well, one, I still kind of put an asterisk on the Blackhawks Stanley Cup in 20, uh, block out here, 2013, 2012, 13. I feel like it? this is worse. Yeah, oh. yeah most, of, most of the season was played, but 20, 5% of the league is making the playoffs. Just- I just feel like some people even toss around the idea of every team making the playoffs. Detroit, oh, you, can't do that. you can't do that. You'd kill the prestige. Yeah. A Mark Madden style tournament would be interesting. That at would least. be fun. Have like, I mean, yeah, the number, the, the number one seed face Detroit. Oh, but how would they do that with 31? I mean, it doesn't really matter in the end. With How would you do it with 31 teams? I mean, they're not give, give one team a buy, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's all hypothetical, but I mean, Nothing's gonna be perfect, right? Things gonna be perfect for That's true. The next season too, because season's probably gonna start in December, mm-hmm. or January, and then what goes on after that? Are you gonna be able to have another October season start for twenty twenty two? Yeah, I Olympics I really I really don't next think... year. I don't I don't know what year the Olympics are, but uh how is that affect? Yeah, 2022. Yeah. And also the Summer Olympics, which would be next year because they got delayed. Mm-hmm. They, the season has to be over by then. Does NBC, the playoff games are on NBC mm-hmm. channels. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to want any conflicts there. Well, I think, oh, they'll work that out. I don't think they'd let no. that. I don't think they'd let it yeah. spiral that that far. Plus, I don't think the Olympics start till mid-August, the Summer Olympics, at least. Yeah, yeah, so, I, I think you're right. They should that. be okay there. <clears throat> but Buffalo, Toronto, surrounding the playoffs, it might be a legitimate possibility. What if, what if Buffalo made a run? Because it, <laughs> I, you know what, tinfoil hat here, but this is like basically starting a new season. Mm-hmm. It's almost an entire off season. It. And what has Buffalo? What has Buffalo done? Coming out of an off season the past couple of years, they come out the gate. 
That's yeah. We'll go on a, a ten game run towards the beginning of this playoff and get to the semifinals or conference finals. Who knows? Yeah. Well, you want to know how I'm looking at this is like right now life is locked out and the the human association is trying to come to an uh, agreement on a new CBA with the CEO of coronavirus. That's how I'm looking at this. You got to entertain yeah. yourself some way. But oh, how does Terry Pagula look at the Sabres making the playoffs this year? Does he look at it like, okay, bottled only the playoffs. Here you go. There's another year. Or oh, does absolutely. he still say to himself, okay, uh, yeah, you made it, but you were still the seventh worst team in the league. I have no mm. faith they're going to fire him. Listen, with all the money that they've saved by laying off basically 85% of their workforce in PSC, maybe they can afford to pay for his final year of his contract. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's another thing, too. The gross dumping of tons of employees by PSE. And not just... Not just new people, like John Sinclair, who's been there running the ticket department for thirty years or Chris whatever. Bandura. Chris Bandura, who's one of, one of the better PR people, not just the NHL, but sports, professional mm-hmm. sports too. Um, everything that I hear, he's gone too. Oh, mm-hmm. see, these people—they're showing their true colors. And people aren't going to forget that. And Terry and Kim Pagula, they are showing their true colors right now, how big of scumbags they actually are. Mm-hmm. The yacht story is what angers me the most. Super yacht. God forbid we have to halt production production on our super ship. <laughs> have to let go of everybody. And then the the thing with the workers at the various companies or um, facilities around the arena, like... Refusing to pay them. Mm -hmm. Refusing to pay them for the games that they should have been there. And then just firing them out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And saying, well, apply again. That's all you have to do. Would be strongly considered for the job, not even guaranteed their jobs back. Mm -hmm. I think it's unbelievable. Mm Mm-hmm. That's, I get it. That's yeah, they're trying. Comedy. They're trying to run a business, but a lot of this stuff would have happened either way, from what I saw in that athletic article that Tim Grant put out. Yeah, they're it, it's giving them an outlet to do this. It's giving them a, a they they were one of the only owners in the league that weren't paying mm-hmm. their employees during towards the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, I I think just flat out, if you're not rich enough to pay your employees during a pandemic, you're not rich enough to own a sports team. It's just like, if, oh. if, if you can't leave it, if you don't want to leave a tip or if you can't afford to leave a tip at a restaurant, you Go. shouldn't be going out to eat. I think the bottom line here is yes. It's very nice that they have an owner with wealth, but it's very clear that they're all of their eggs are invested in the Buffalo bills right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a formality, and that's very well known, especially right now. I'm okay with that, though. Well, then they shouldn't <laughs> be owning the Sabres. That's what exactly. I'm trying to say. And like if, the... you, if you aren't going to give full, undivided attention, you're owning a professional sports team, you shouldn't be owning the team. Mm-hmm. 
own how many teams do they own? They own the Bills, the Sabres, the Bandits, the Amherst. They own the Buttes too. I'm pretty sure they do. No, I think uh, they. Uh, oh wait, do they or did they give up that? They might have. Because there was a controversy about that around not. this time last year, because it was right after the NWHL season. Then they also own the Ro- the new Rochester Nighthawks too. That's right. How do you have to own two lacrosse teams? Yeah, that's that's but really Kim Pagula. I actually running all of these teams. It is nearly too much. Nearly too much for one person to do that job for every team. Yeah, you uh president, a new president. Whether you promote Ralph Kruger to do that job, fine. I think he'd be a perfect candidate for that job and they don't have to fire him and have more dead money on their payroll. Yeah, you can't because I, I, if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, I think Ralph Kruger was a major problem for this season. Major. This just put out a nice article on his new website about the disconnect between Botterill and Kruger because I noticed this towards the beginning of the season. Botterill, he goes out and acquires Colin Miller, Brandon Montour, and Henry Okiharyu three right-handed shot defensemen that like to move the puck in transition, and Kruger is preaching a dump-and-chase style game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's clearly a disconnect. Amy Botterill, yeah, he, he has made his mistakes, and I do think get the axe for those mistakes, but clearly there is a disconnect between the head coach and GM, and he made another mistake at head coach. Because I think... Everyone hated Phil Housley. Everyone like I seem. I feel like a majority of the fans do like Ralph Kruger because he's a good speaker and whatnot. But I think the Sabers are better off with Phil Housley behind the bench. Oh, you're kidding me! I don't. I don't. I don't think it's that. It's putting shackles on Rasmus Dahlin. Housley let Rasmus Dahlin play. I think you're losing your mind. I don't know about that. Ugh. Housley uh, let Rasmus Dahlin play. I want Phil Housley far away from this team. He. I'm not saying, I'm not saying Phil Housley was good. No, I know. I'm not, uh, I don't think that uh, much of a d- difference between two. I mean, but I mean, what's the alternative to Kruger? To Kruger? It's still Housley. Housley did not Jeff Skinner on a line with nothing. Well, why didn't we go out and sign Elaine Vigneault? Or I, I, I'm pretty sure I talked about this on the last show, too. Yeah, you did. Yeah, or why didn't they bring Dave in a veteran Tippett. head coach? Everyone is so was, scared of retreads. It was down to Dave Tippett or Ralph Kruger, and then they went with Kruger. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, pretty, pretty sure, sure Tippett like, would have taken the job here, too. Yeah. Every, I wanted to. Tippett would have been good. Every coach, aside from, like, Todd McClellan, and we know the situation. He, I mean, even, who was he? Is he with the Kings? Is that it, right? He's with the Kings. Even they had a better than expected year. <laughs> like every every everybody that was in that crop of coaches is actually doing pretty well for themselves. The Flyers are really good. The Kings are surpassing expectations. Uh, the Kings were kind of surging towards the yeah the season too. They were they were killing it until the season went kerplunk. Hmm. I don't know, but like the thing is, there are good coaches available right now. 
I say yeah. promote Kruger to president, let Kim Pagula do her thing with the Bills because that's all she, she seems to care about right now. Hmm. And get a new Gerard Gallant's out there. He interviewed with the devil. Absolutely. Go out and fall in on Gerard Gallant. Bruce Boudreaux is available too. Those two guys, they, I, I don't think there's any excuses why not to bring them. And the pe- people will say, oh, Bruce Boudreaux can't get it done in the playoffs. You gotta be kidding me. For any Sabres fan to say, oh, we don't we can't get Boudreaux, we can't get it done in the playoffs. Nine years. <laughs> yeah. Eight years. Gonna be uh, nine got, years. Yeah, got it done in the regular season. <laughs> that's that's a win in about. the regular season, and we're gonna yeah. say we can't get this coach because he can't win the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But Boudreaux mm-hmm. always wins the playoffs. Always. Yeah. I'd say Gallant or Boudreaux, a new GM in here who is going to get an extension either way. This is his last year of his deal. Next next season is the last year of his deal. But the problem is they got all this cap space in this offseason. All these RFAs, like Montour's an RFA, Reinhardt's an RFA, Allmark's an RFA. They got all these UFAs that they need to make a decision on. Are they going to bring the compliance buyout back? if the cap goes down because teams are going to have to be cap compliant, are they going to bring that back what they did in the last lockout and allow free buyout? What do they do there? Mm-hmm. They go ahead and use it on Oposo, who has been, who was a very useful player for them this yeah. past season. If you even factor his contract, I mean, he it. wasn't $6 million useful though. You know, they can afford yeah, it. Still, he was good. You, you, log line everything about them they were a great line for this team mm-hmm. yeah just line really was good. Good checking fourth line. line was good they just didn't have the middle two lines mm-hmm. i don't know do you use the if they have the choice do they use the compliance buyout on kyle poso and then what do they do you have to replace a poso and get a, another useful fourth line player yeah it's tough it will be, it, and of course, there's not much is, to dig into exactly in the minors. If they or do keep, if they do keep Bobberl on on the season for one more year, he's going to make all the. They do release him and not contract, and the new GM is going to have basically no decisions outside of Aline and Yoki Haru's extensions. Mm-hmm. I say get a new GM, get a new coach in here, promote Kruger president. Because it's basically a clean slate. You don't have any bad contracts out of, well, you have Skinner's contract, but he's going to rebound if he isn't set up for failure like he was last year. You got to post those contract, but he, he was evil, like I said. There's a lot of room, cap space. But they don't have they don't have a ton of draft picks. Bottles traded many of them away, and they haven't been good at drafting. Their prospect pool is very bare right now, so we'll see. But I I think Bottles safe. What do you think? I think he's safe. I I, I honestly think that maybe this will feel like the like the off season. I mean, nothing's happened so far. You know, there's been this much time off. Uh I I don't think Pagula is going to be proactive enough. To once we get back to playing again, he's going to actually look after the next the final the final thirteen games and say, okay, yeah, well, maybe we should do this. I I don't foresee that happening. It, it's incredible how little faith I actually have in the people running this team. 
Oh, I have I have no faith at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jason Barrow is going to be able to turn this team around. Because what has he done? Mm-hmm. Is, is he shown that there is a clear vision no. for this hockey team at all? Asmus Ristolainen is still on the team. Traded Ryan O'Reilly, peanuts, draft still. Their prospect right now is Dylan Cousins. And, well, I think Ryan Johnson's a promising player, too. But outside of those two guys, I don't know. They, they're going to have a top 10 pick this year. Player, hopefully, if they don't mess that up, too. Because this team has shown consistently, if they're not picking one or two, they're not going to hit on that pick. I think for the longest time, and the team is still doing this, They've been going season by season, and it's, okay, well, let's see what happens. We'll worry about down the line sometime else. They're not They're not thinking kind of uh, three years ahead like other teams might be doing. That doesn't mean you have to tank or anything. It's just that they're, they're flying by the seat of their pants, maybe, would be the term. Maybe the, the hockey equivalent of one day at a time. And that's just no way to live in general. I I don't know. I don't trust the owners. I don't trust Kim Pagula being team president. Whatever she does, whatever she does, yes. trust her. I don't trust Jason Botterell. I don't trust the head coach. So I don't know. I, I my confidence in this team is at an all time low right now, mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not a b- big believer in. Direct if there even is a direction of this team. And uh, this can be a good segue into the next topic, an early June draft. Oh, the, the season, if coronavirus didn't hit, the draft lottery would have happened already. No, where the Sabres are picking. But it's most likely looking like it's going to be the seventh overall pick. The general managers of the league don't like and idea, the idea of an early June draft, they would prefer it after the season. But so, I don't know. I guess they go two ways. They could do an early June draft, do the old style draft lottery, which is getting some some talk where you're for the number one pick and you can only move up four spots. So the top five, the bottom five teams in the league would be the only teams that have a shot at picking first overall. But every team that misses the playoffs would have a chance of moving up four spots. So if Buffalo won the lottery, they would move up to three because they're the seventh worst team. in the league. That's, that's, that's kind of cheeks. I like everybody having a shot first pick. Yeah. But I guess, but I guess they don't want, because if the season did resume a team, like, I don't know a team on the cusp. Okay. The Rangers win the lottery. The season continues. They go on a tear, and then they go and win the Stanley Cup. That's what they're trying to avoid. Okay. They don't want that to happen. They don't want Buffalo to go get Alexi Lafreniere and win the Stanley Cup, and then come back the year after with a superstar on their team. Well, you know what, so though, in this scenario, Detroit would get one or two less. Is good because Detroit sucks. They don't. They didn't tank. They don't deserve to be picking fourth. Baseball, though, has done a midseason draft successfully forever. I thought about that, too. 
So it's not completely irrational, I don't think. It's just baseball bases it off. It's kind of different because it's delayed. I think they go off the season prior's record. But, I mean, I guess in a way, I can't do the mental gymnastics right now, but it, it's kind of similar. It's not representative um, of the team that's playing right now, but, you know, it's just an example. They've, they've been doing it for forever, I think. Okay, so let's say they season doesn't continue. Could do this. Playoffs. Then when? Okay, when does the playoff end? If it starts in July. Oh. Well, you gotta think. Fourteen playoff games would probably be back to back. I think proposed that they were going to do three games a day in like four different locations. Yeah. That if the season was going to continue, that's what they would do. I would imagine the playoffs would be somewhat similar. They would be playing all day, three games in each arena. Yeah, you can probably squeeze it to two months. Like two or three months. Okay, so they could either do the draft before the playoffs start or after and then just go off of the playoff results. Mm -hmm. But, like, I... At the same time, I want the Sabres to pick seventh. I want them to pick fifteenth if they if they do go on a run in the playoffs. Yeah. So the June draft favors the Sabres at some. Look at a guy like Cole Perfetti or Lucas Raymond or even Marco Rossi by some miracle. They could get that elite level prospect and then they can go on in the playoffs and Make a run, possibly. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I if the early June draft favors the Sabers, if they do decide to continue the season, do the draft after, maybe the Sabers could increase the likelihood of picking higher. Honestly, if the season does continue at the same time, could be picking eleventh or twelfth, which draft. But I would prefer the Sabers to stay in the seventh spot. I'd prefer they just throw the lottery draft on TV right now because we need something to watch. So I don't care how they do it. Does it matter to me if uh, the Rangers win and then go on to win the cup? I don't really care. You know, just get nothing something is, on TV. Nothing, nothing is going to be normal. Ma- like Maintain your presence. Every other pro league has maintained their on-air presence. I mean, whether it be, you know, the MLB is doing the the MLB the show tournament with players on ESPN, so they're still being they're still getting exposure. The NBA has done their tournament, done the horse thing, the, the 2K tournament, uh and actually like horse over Skype. The NFL draft happened. All these leagues are keeping their name out there. The NHL has done nothing except for classic games on NBCSN. So I they have to do something to, uh, I mean, remind people, hey, we're still here, keep caring, and I guess keep the hope alive for the season to start, but they, they have to do something to keep up with these other leagues. I don't, there's no perfect solution to anything, no, really. of course not. I mean, this is unprecedented. No. We don't know what to do. I, 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 if anyone's to get mad over the, you know, someone making a mistake during a pandemic, then, I mean, that's more on the individual than it is on, you know, the league. In my opinion, I, I'm curious to see what happens. Also, 
might not be hockey at all. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I personally don't think it's going to I don't. I don't think the season's going to resume at all. I mm-hmm. the hope that I know their preferred uh, avenue here is to complete the final ten to twelve. I think ten or thirteen games left in the season. Some teams have played more games than others, but they want to finish that. I just think well, what's the point? There's not enough time at that point. At that point, I would rather just do a twenty fourteen playoff and get it over with. I would prefer conferences just get it over with i think just clean the slate cancel the year overall just cancel it they they want to award the stanley cup that's that that's the big they plain old stupid it's stupid uh, there's like there's not enough time in the day to get rid of this to get rid of the virus and just hope it goes away there, there's going to be no resuming at least as we know it's dumb to put players personnel whatever you need that many people in the same building at once. You can't do it. It's completely against all guys. What about what about like the equipment staff too? Yeah. These guys these guys are older. They're susceptible to the virus too. Yeah. Camera crew. Sure the media will probably be there too, you would Announcers? imagine. Yeah. Like Unless it just doesn't seem remote. it doesn't seem I don't think it seems realistic. I no, don't know. It's a complete nightmare. I, I, it, it can't happen. It's just, it's just like, I don't want to get into it. And the, the sucks that they played the sphere, but 70 ish games and then the season is done. Yeah. Like it happens. It happens. But Stuff yeah. interferes. But listen, do we want hockey to get, do we want the timeline to stay the same? Do we want to be watching hockey in April, in, in October again? Yes, of course we do. So for that, cut it now. Just get rid of it. It doesn't like, have to come back. Now, what if a player gets the virus? Mm-hmm. Then do you have to shut down again? Because it all, all goes like, back. We're all in the same proximity, and then we gotta wait again. And then does that affect next season? Exactly. Is, exactly. Is and then there's a completely gone nightmare. next year too. Is it completely gone next year too? Because they want fans in the arena for December time. Is that realistic too? I don't know. I, I really don't as the days go by social distancing until there's a, a vaccine available and that I heard that might not be plausible until fall of 2021. It, well, I mean, if honestly, if that's the case, then that, that has to be the case in my book. If we want uh, to get sports back to normal stuff, it sucks. I know, but I mean, if we want, to cherish the sport that we cherish so much the way we have for all these years, we have to do this if we want to get back to that. I don't know. I, I like the idea of being able to watch hockey again mm-hmm. this season for playoffs, yeah. at least. But just to me, it just doesn't seem realistic. I don't want to deal with the all. embarrassment of, you know, God forbid a player gets sick. And then oh, like, there's we'll also the probably bit. there's probably players out there who don't feel safe. Yeah. I mean, they have families. They don't want to bring it home to them. Yeah. Plus, like, if 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 you're a player, do you want to move to another city for three months? Like, yeah, I think about, about that too. Probably too. What's that? About their families, probably too. Hmm. Hmm. 
Like, I mean, would some even want to bring their family to another city? It's just, I mean, you got to think about that too. I mean, the player, the player association has to be involved in that part. It's I gonna... saw the NHLPA release the statement, and I think player agent, I forgot who it was, he said on Twitter that there's going to be no uh, season or playoff resume unless the players association agrees to it. Yeah, I mean, they have to do that. It's the only fair way, really, for the players. If they just awarded the Stanley Cup to the number one team in the league, oh. it wasn't the Bruins. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Bruins. Oh, they can't do that. Possible, I guess. That's see, if I was, if I was the, if I was uh, the Bruins, I'd, I'd turn that down. I don't know. I don't know if they go old school. If you think about it, it might not even be the NHL's decision. Yeah, that's that's true. Might, the government might just say, "Listen, you can't." Mm-hmm. I thought I saw that as long as there's no fans there and the players are properly quarantined for two two or four weeks, whenever possible. You have to make sure these people aren't leaving their hotel room and are just in contact with the fellow players, equipment staff, coaching staff. Mm-hmm. It The logistics of it are too much, too much to handle. You're going to have guys who are idiots and break protocol and get the team in trouble anyway. Not everybody's going to – for it to work, I mean, you have to run the league like a prison, really. You have to make sure these yeah, guys – Yeah, you're right. You're spot on. You have to make sure everyone stays in their room. Yeah. And then when you're about to go to the rink, you all go together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Had, instead of wearing suits, they wear hazmat suits to the – Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. <laughs> you ever see the uh the bubble hockey or you know the the people who wear the bubbles at intermission at Sabres games? That's what's gonna be. That's mm. pro- that's a safe way to do it. But no, like it seriously, it, they're going to feel like prisoners, and it's 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 just God. There's so much to think about. It, it it it's like a spider web at this point. It branches in so many different directions. And it's just it's it's a mess. It is a it is a dilemma to to see what the, what the league is going to do. It's one hundred percent. It's it's not so not gonna, white. They're not going to be able to please everyone, right? There's just no way. No. People hate the idea of the June draft. Mm-hmm. Absolutely hate it. After watching the NFL draft, I think it's going to be. I I really like the NFL draft this year. Oh yeah, it went perfect. I it, I, yeah, I it went really well. I hope NHL is able to run a draft as well as that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it went off super smooth. I mean, there was not even any like broadcast glitches or anything. Everyone had it together. Those are professionals, you know. That's it takes an impressive uh, force of production people to date something. The production, the production value is very good, very very good. I'm sure the NHL would be able to. Yeah, I mean, production like that. You, you would have to imagine you could do something very similar. Uh, I guess like the GM or whoever is announcing the pick, they would go on on the Zoom call or whatever. <laughs> they would announce the pick, and then you would have all of the players that have first round pick consideration have a webcam in their living room, and then yeah, you would get their live reaction to getting picked. Or even, I mean. It just show highlights even if you can't do that yeah, exactly no, you know 
I mean, like these. This is an unprecedented circumstance. Hopefully, it never happens again. But I mean, what? What if next season gets canceled too? I I don't. Is that completely out of their own possibility? Like the next, the next draft. Like they would have to go off of this year. Like their draft minus one year. How do they do it in 05? Well, didn't they just kind of say, okay, these teams have sucked since the year 2000. So these so are the I don't kind of- really remember. I don't remember this at all. But I guess like the Sabres had same odds as the, for the number one pick as the Penguins did. Yeah. And they went off of like, the, I don't know how many years got factored into it, but the teams that were bad for a long period of time had the best odds. But like there was no war for them. They just went straight lottery. I think the Sabres picked 13, actually. So the odds were weighted, but, like, Sabres are going to have great odds in the next draft if that's the case, but they could still pick 32nd mm-hmm. because Seattle will be in the next draft. All right. Sure, they would give Seattle... I mean, just just give Seattle the first pick, right? I think... They, they just, Give Seattle the first pick. Mm-hmm. Not. Yeah. Or what if they just gave every team equal odds? I could I'm see waiting that. for them to do that one day. If... I think if there's like another tankapalooza kind of thing, they're gonna do something like that. Mm-hmm. But like you don't see teams tanking anymore with these new new lottery. You you just don't. The Red Wings, you would think they were tanking, but they were just. And you know another. Uh, sad part about this, you remember the Reddit post about the draft lottery, how they lined up the representatives, and it was the same every time. Like the winner was on the left, and the second yes. pick was on the right. Yes, couldn't test that theory this year. I know, I know. Who? Wait, oh, did you show me that, or did you I? You showed show- me that. You showed me showed that. Yeah. That. Okay. And it happened. At, yeah, it's happened every year. Yeah, it's happened every year. I was looking forward to seeing that. Uh, well, I feel Man. like they gotta change that now, and people are cracking onto that. I'm sure it'll resurface. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. You would would think that would change that up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I I I I'd, I'd hope so. Unless there's completely tone deaf. Sabers really need Alexi Lafreniere. Yeah. They, it would truly be really, wonderful, but really, the guy I really want is uh, Tim Stutzla from Germany. My guy. I, I really like him. He's going to be... I think when it's all said and done, he could be the best player in the draft. I don't think it's too far out of a claim. He, the, the kid, I go watch his highlights. Have you? I'm sure you watched him at the World Juniors, right, for Germany? Uh yes, a little bit. He's a fantastic player. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. He's my number three right now, but I could see him. It's all said and done, being the best player in the draft. Now let's just 100%. say, all stays the same. Sabers pick seventh. Who who do you want, and who do you think they're going to take? Listen, Clearly I know they're like, two very different teams. I want to say things here i know botterell has been crapped on for taking so many defensemen mm-hmm. but when you look up the sabers chart on defense right now 
Yes. I don't um, know. No. I mean, it's not I wouldn't good. Say it's good. <laughs> I would not say it's good. Okay. Let's say they trade Ristolainen. They don't get a defenseman back. Okay. Whether you like Ristolainen or not, and you think he's good or think he's not good, gone. Who produces on the back end? I think I think it would be addition by subtraction, but he's gone. Now your right side is looking like Yogi Haru, Montour, Miller, Borgen. It's not great. I don't think Brandon... I think after watching Brandon Montour this year, I'm on the fence about him still. I would trade him too. Hmm. Or right-handed hmm. shot defenseman in this organization. They're left with Henry Okihari, who's still only 20 or 21 years old. Miller, who he had an up-and-down season this year, and I don't think he's top-pairing D. Okihari is not a top-pairing D right now either. Yeah. Two best defensemen, much teenagers still. Yeah. Amy Drysdale, I think he's going to be a top-pairing play quarterback. In the NHL, I think he's gonna he's gonna go top five. If if he falls to the Sabers, I pick him. Okay, because his ceiling is fantastic. Him and Rasmus Dahlin playing on the same pair would be fantastic. My problem with Jason Botterill picking defensemen, he picks those ceiling safe guys who are going to be defensemen. Matias Samuelson, shut down guy, can't skate. All offensive upside, but a high ceiling. Mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson, I wouldn't say a high ceiling, but I think to be me Drysdale the Irish, he's going to be a fantastic defenseman. Now, I would prefer forward, but player who I deem in the draft, arguably, he's right up there with uh, Tim Stutzla and Quentin Byfield for me. They're all even, as far as I'm concerned. Then I have okay. a hard time imagining they're not going to pick him. Yeah. Okay. He he's a supremely talented defenseman, and him and Rasmus Dahlin together would be simply amazing to watch. But he's not going to be there at seven, so I I wouldn't even think about that. I think. The Swede, the Swedish wingers, Lucas Raymond or Alexander Holtz, are realistic options at this point because you got to think if they're picking seven, Lafreniere is going to go first. I'm not so sure that Tim Stutzel is not going to go second overall because I keep hearing that Steve Eiserman is in love with this player and he's going to pick him. So if the Red Wings are picking second with this this the old draft lottery format, I think they're going to pick Stutzla. Okay. So then Byfield would go third. Again, if a team that's in need of defense decides to go draft by position, like say the Kings, who have drafted nonstop at forward with their first pick for the past few years, what if the Kings or the Ducks decide to go with Jamie Drysdale third overall? Mm-hmm. What if Byfield slides to four and then all goes from there? I think Marco Rossi is going to be gone before the Sabres are up. And then you got like Colt Perfetti, you got Lucas Raymond, Alexander Holtz, Askarov is a wild card in this draft too with a goaltender, the Russian goaltender. Mm-hmm. Those guys are all options. Anton Lundell, I might have mentioned Colt Perfetti already too. Jack Quinn, 
Dear God, the, I would not be able to handle if he took a goaltender in the first with the seventh pick. Ugh, I wouldn't put it out of smoke that they might have taken Spencer Knight last year instead of Cousins. Pass them to take Askarov. Jake Sanderson. I keep hearing that the Sabres are in love with Jake Sanderson, the big the big defenseman from the U.S. development team. The I wouldn't pick of, him. Son of uh, Jeff Sanderson, right? Son of Jeff Sanderson. So that gives him more points for this team. You, the only defenseman I would pick the seventh pick is there's none, no other one on my radar for this selection. But I think if Marco Rossi's there, you're picking Marco Rossi. He's going to be a really good player in the NHL. He had like 120 points in 60 games. Oh, wow. That's yeah. very good. It, it, insane. Yes. Absolutely insane. If Quentin Byfield is not going to be there at seven, most likely picks for the Sabres here are either Lucas Raymond or Alexander Holtz. Raymond, he got some time with Frölunda this year in the Swedish Elite League. Didn't play all too well because you know he's a 17, 17 year old playing against men. You know, that's a big th- reason why Rasmus Dahlin was so special his draft year because he was basically dominating the Swedish Elite League as a 17 year old. Mm-hmm. And so not all young guns the Swedish Elite League are created equal, obviously. So <laughs> Alexander Holtz did a little better in the Swedish Elite League playing with uh, Jer Gardens. But he, he, Holtz is more of a goal scorer, uh, and Raymond is more of a playmaker. Great hands. He reminds me a lot of Mitch Marner. But if you think about it, if these guys were playing in the OHL, 100-point season, without a doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. But neither of these two guys are NHL-ready. Whoever they're picking at 7th, they're not going to see them for at least another year. Okay. I think okay. Frenier, going right into the NHL. I feel, so, I, I don't know how to put but Quentin Byfield in the league right away. I feel he's close to being eligible the next year's draft. He, he's one of the younger players in the draft. I, Depending on the situation, a team that they already have their number one center, they already had, like, they're good down the middle. I wouldn't rush him into the deep end right away. I think it would be better for Quinton Byfield's development if he sticks out another year in junior. He's a supremely talented player, but he has NHL size, but I don't think he exactly uses it well. He's not a physical presence on the ice mm-hmm. just yet. So I would, so I would like put Byfield. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't use that comparison. Not exactly like that, I know, but, yeah, in but the, the, I, would, I would put him in the OHL another year. Rush him into it. He's he is one of the younger players in the draft. But like, if he if the Sabers end up with him, they would almost have to put him in the league right away because of their center ice situation. Right. If you understand what I'm saying, I think Tim Stutzla could play in the NHL next year. The better players in the German league as a 17, 18 year old. So I think he would, I wouldn't put him at center to start if the Sabres got him, but I think he would definitely be a big help on the wing. Uh, Drysdale, I wouldn't put him in right away. I, as I said, Raymond and Holtz, you might be able to stick them in the AHL next year, but I think you, 
put him in Sweden another year. That would be good for their development. Perfetti maybe could play, maybe give him a few games, see what he can do. Jack Quinn is one of the older players in the draft. He's a really good goal scorer. Maybe he could step see what he can do. Anton Lundell, the Finnish center uh, for HIFK, he might be able to play right away. I, he was one of the first players that really caught my eye when Finland won the World Juniors a couple of years ago and Kako got the game-winning goal. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, Lundell was on that team. Yes. And he, I, I found him more impressive than Kako during that tournament. He, he really caught my eye. I, I like him a lot. Askarov is not seeing the time of day in the NHL for at least two or three more years too. So those are the top end players of the draft. I, Lafreniere and maybe Tim Stutzla are the only guys who are making an impact right away. All right. So, I mean, we're not in a very good um, situation overall though. It's a very good draft though with Sabres having seventh pick in the second round too they have a second round pick this year there's going to be some good players potentially available I, I you know about antonio stranges right he might even be available yeah he's dropped quite considerably round. he's dropped a lot uh just in baron a right shot defense and for the halifax who says his stock has dropped a lot too i don't know why also have you heard of hendrick's lapier yes i have great name One of the one of the better players in the draft, in my opinion, he had a great, I believe it was the Halinka tournament last year. He was great in that tournament or the world under 18s, one of the two, but he, I believe lots of head injuries might've been concussion. It was either concussion or a neck injury, I believe. And he didn't play a whole lot this year. If he is available in the second round for the Sabres, he would be the perfect pick because this guy is the Patrice Bergeron, Ryan O'Reilly type player that they are missing in their system right now. He would be perfect fit for this team. Trade up. If he slides down, I would love if they could get their hands on Hendricks Lapier. But the guy I'd pick, I would pick Lucas Raymond if he's on the board. He is more realistic option. Could be on the board for the Sabres. Okay. Oh, Paris Hilton for a second. Oh well. Oh yeah, right. Well, no, I just I I saw something about this on uh Reddit yesterday, but uh odd segue, I know. But uh, I mean, it's kind of going in the second half of the show anyway. It's more lighthearted. But uh, Paris Hilton played um hockey in high school. I just wanted to point that out because a lot of people probably don't know that. But saw the isn't picture. Weird? It's really strange. I mean. Get Paris Hilton. You don't think of a hockey player, a real grit and jam player, getting between the goal line and you know jamming it in there, winning those battles in the boards. You know you don't think of that, but yeah, just something I wanted to share. Um, all right. Well, all right. Now, now uh, the fun exercises that you wanted to discuss. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I proposed this to you earlier today. Uh, yeah, obviously we're all quarantined, duh, we're all in our house or whatever, and we can't really hang out with friends or anything, but what if we could have five people that we live with during the quarantine? Not just any five people, but five 
Sabres players from all of Sabres history, all 50 years, right? So we're kind of uh, doing our own thing here with the uh, Sabres 50 celebration. Uh, so we each chose five players from Sabres history, of course. I think uh, maybe one of them intertwines with the other list. But other than that, we and there's nine unique players on this list of ten choices. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, Joe. Do you want to get into what saber player from history you would want to? Um, yeah, I don't know if you want to list. If you want to list all five, then I'll list my five. Yeah, I'll, I'll list my five first. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm a younger guy, so I I don't want to be with a bunch of boomers. Yeah, older guys. In my quarantine, you listed a couple couple older guys. So I, I chose to go with uh, some guys more towards my my age group. So and then you know, a father figure kind of <laughs> during the long them. journey ahead. And then someone a little not not a, t- a lot older, probably about ten years older. But yeah, so without further ado, my list father figure to watch over us. Marty Baron. You know, he he's been around He's, he can still have fun, you can tell by watching the Sabres broadcast. So, yeah, I would want to be quarantined Marty Baron, Jeff Skinner. Skinner, a little older than me, a little bit, but, you know, Skinner, you can tell he likes to have a good time. He's always smiling, but he can be serious at some points. He seems like he's the life of the party. Okay, yeah. Linus Hallmark. Linus Hallmark. He, he just seems like an interesting guy. I would like to get to know Linus Hallmark. And then last two. Corgis, I think. See Middlestat and Rasmus Dahlin, the roommates, be interesting to be around too. Okay, yeah, I like that. Yeah, uh, well, my list is a little more diverse. I think I spread it across like multiple generations here. Uh, first, Yarrow Spodchak, I think would be an absolute blast to spend any amount of time with, let alone an entire endless quarantine. Just listening to that that accent, um. Maybe play him the Spacho Man song. Spacho Man. Uh, and I, I just, have you ever listened to a Yarl Spotjack like, post-game interview? It's been a very long time. Oh, they're wonderful. I mean, he, he, he'd always, this is always a joke in my house. He'd be like, Yo, you, you know, uh, and we need to be better on the PP, you know? It was always, you know. Every sentence would end with, you know. And listeners, if you remember this, too, comment when we tweet about this uh, show. That yes, you do indeed remember Spotcheck saying, you know, after every sentence. I have a Vander Kane next. I just feel like he doesn't take too much, you know, stuff too seriously, right? I mean, just, he's just a cool dude. He's a fun guy. I don't know. Uh, Rasmus Stalin, I have because you need a. Dalin is like, I, I, I can. He's not too much. He's not an overbearing personality. Sometimes I just need a relaxed, quiet person. Relaxed kind of guy. Yeah, very relaxed, you know, mellow kind of guy. I, I can I can get down with that. I just need to be around someone who's, you know, a little you know, chill. Uh Ryan Miller, I think philosophically, I I I I would I would just, I just want to talk to Ryan Miller about what he thinks. You know? Ryan Miller's an intellectual. He's a goalie. Goalies are intellectuals. Yes, yes. Now, did you ever notice, uh, whenever Miller left the ice, he was always the last one to leave, and he always did a little spin? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was his thing. Uh, yeah, but Millsy, I'd love. He could play you some songs. He's a musician. 
Uh, I didn't know that. He's, yeah, yeah. He's uh, and finally, Jay McKee, the elder statesman. Like you said, you need a father figure. And he just seems like a nice guy. I don't know. I He has a warm, welcoming face, a good smile. I don't want any Matt Barnabys. No, no Matt Barnabys. God forbid, no, no, no Andrew Peters and Craig Revey filling your ears with propaganda. Uh, Jay McKee is just a very he's a he's a friendly man to look at you know like he's he's a very warming calming presence but yeah I mean uh, and two if you want to reply to the tweet of course again the link to the show uh, just let us know um, if there's any former Sabre you'd like to uh, quarantine with uh, SN's Ryan Rashog just tweeting right now can report that the NHL has provided potential hub sites with a lengthy document of criteria that must be met to host games. The organizations will work closely with the NHL and the regional health authority to meet them. Government will have its own list at some point as well. So there's Hopefully a little respect update. your players' rights as human beings is somewhere on that list. Hope so. Yeah. Right, and without further ado, we're going to get into the Twitter questions. Our own DJ Mitchell coming in. Top five Sabres jerseys to own, including the color and the player. Hmm, If you wanted to start. Yeah, I I took this personally as in, like, what would I want to own? I went with the Hashik Black Goathead Classic. Eichel Winter Classic, which thankfully I own, and it's it's my grail. A Mike Greer Red Butter Knives. I like that. I think he looked good in that jersey. Uh, a blue Briere slug. I mean, who's more synonymous with that jersey than Briere? And a Shatan white goat head. Because I just think Shatan 81 looked best in white. Okay, now my five both avid jersey collectors and jersey admirers. Oh, I do have some of these. But Gilbert Perot, Royal Blue. I have the white version of it. I would like to get my hands on a royal blue version of that Perot jersey at some point. Uh, I had black Hashik goat head. I have the white Hashik, but you know, dom- the Dominator. You gotta have. You gotta love him. I got yes. a few of his jerseys actually, so I'd like to get the black goat head version. Hashik, Winter Classic. Like you know, you know the real Reebok Edge Winter Classic, Thomas Vanek. They only they didn't make any replicas of these jerseys. I would love to get my hands on Reebok Edge 2008 Winter Classic at some point. I do have just like a regular Reebok version with Ryan Miller on it with the Winter the Winter Classic logo, the 08 Winter Classic logo on it. Which it, I guess it does the job, but I would love to get my hands on a real a real deal one. Action the last two here. I actually have the 2018 Eichel Winter Classic, just a great jersey. Oh, yeah, great jersey. I believe that was on your list, too. Right? Yes, fantastic jersey. And also, we forgot to touch on the jersey news. Word came out that uh, their jerseys next year. This is according to Aesthetics as well. The jersey watch that the jerseys next year, the royal blue ones, are going to look more like the 2018 Winter Classic jerseys, which is good news because yes. those are good-looking jerseys. But imagine that they're going to take the, the yellow Buffalo logo off the shoulder, I would imagine, and then also the NY on the main crest would be removed. 
I'm the a, I'm royal blue version of that is just going to look like the 40th anniversary jersey because the is exactly the same for the most part. I am all for it. Anything resembling that jersey, I am. They're going to bring back the 50th anniversary jersey for one more year or two, I believe. I saw. Yes. Okay, and to my fifth, my fifth choice, Taro Sujimoto, a royal blue jersey. <laughs> I already have it, but it's a grail. You gotta love Taro <laughs> Okay, next question on the warpath. Yes, you have to put together a three-on-three overtime line with any players in Sabres history: two forwards, one defenseman. Who are you picking? Oh, okay. Do you want to go first here? Oh. Yeah, I gotta give this some more consideration. I forgot but to if you're ahead. You know who I'm gonna put on mine is uh Thomas Vanek. He's gonna have to be one of my forwards. Okay. Um, oh, it's gonna be tough to say because the era was just different. But Alexander McGilney. Hmm. <laughs> and oh, defenseman. Brian Campbell. Okay. I'm going to go with ooh, Gilbert Harrow. Okay. Michael. And mm, who will be the defender? You asked this question five years from now, I'm sure I would say Rasmus Dahlin, but I'm going to go with Phil Housley for the time being. Okay. That's that's a good one. Because obviously we know how good he was. Offensively. Yeah. Okay, and now next question. Daniel Maines, if you could have one real roster what would it have been? Can you repeat that, sorry? You could have made one realistic move or adjustment to this year's roster this year. What would it have been? Mm-hmm. Oh, baby. Uh, oh. I would have pulled the trigger on the Nikolai Ehlers trade. Okay, I was going to say that, but I didn't know if that was common knowledge or not. Uh, so knowing what we know and what has actually happened, I'll go with not doing the fro leak trade. I'll go light on this one. That was a complete waste of time. That trade, absolute waste of time. And they're going to have a cap overage because of it. I'm pretty sure (laughs) next year, $3.2 million cap penalty. I'm going to say you make, why didn't you trade? That's I fair. guess they could have gotten Nikolai Ehlers in, in a trade. So, why didn't that happen? Do. Yeah. On the Warpath, also asking, can the cleanser be used to treat COVID-19? Sass Kimpagula. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. I need the cleanser, please. Well, I mean, we don't know because nobody uses it in the first place. <laughs> it's so, true. It's true. <laughs> Who's to know? 
also if we want to piggyback on that uh question what's one roster move that you would make for the next season this off season whether the fall off season which okay. i'm sure it will be okay How about this? Get a new uh, backup goalie. Replace Carter Hutton. Okay, so you're looking. Ryan Miller's the. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I see. Home. I really don't think um he's gonna leave the West Coast. I think San Jose would be a good spot for him. Mm-hmm. If they do decide to move on from Martin Jones. Aaron Dell's a free agent. Go oh. with Miller, and then maybe you know what. I think San Jose Sharks would be a good destination for Henrik Lundqvist. Hmm. I think that is the perfect destination for Lundqvist because I think the Sharks, they're going to be fine. If they can somehow get Martin Jones off their books, they think, and I'm sure the Rangers would retain some salary. Oh, I don't know. It's they bring... have so many, like, they have so many guys on yeah. their roster. Like, one last hurrah for the San Jose Sharks. Go all in. We get Lundqvist. It's one year. Oh. I think it... I don't know. I think it could work. I think the Sharks still think they they got some more gas left in the tank. I, I just... I hate... I feel like the, the Sharks are closer to letting everybody go than intending. You know? Sure, just signed a deal. He has like five or six years left on his deal. Burns and Carlson have six plus years on their deals. I don't know. I think that's true. But they Vlasic also has signed six those. years left. They signed those when things were looking much brighter. Who's taking these guys? That's the real question. That's another dilemma too. I mean, yeah, if you're stuck with them, I mean, you might as well go for it. I mean, you I think they're stuck with else. them. Why not go get a real goalie like Lundqvist? And yeah, then so I, I see that because Rangers they want to go young. They can get something for Lundqvist. I'm sure they would. And they have to clear the cap so they can keep Tony D'Angelo, Ryan Strom, guys like that. I don't know. I, I, I was playing NHL yesterday. I'm like, you know what? San Jose with Henrik Lundqvist could be a possibility. I, I, I definitely see uh, both sides of it. I do. Okay. Uh, but you said backup play for Lena Salmark. Options would be Ryan Miller, Yara Horlock, Anton Hudobin. Anton Hudobin, uh, I mean, he's been kind of under the radar. Marks, I would love to get Jacob Markstrom the stopgap, but I think he would want a long-term goal after the season he had. Fair enough, fair enough. I think Holtby, Hudobin, though. Uh, I, I, the only one I would say is stay away from Braden Holtby. Really? You think so? I know that he's kind of dropped off a cliff since the 2015 golden year, but I would stay away from Braden Holtby. I, I don't want anything to do, do with him unless it's a bridge deal. He has to work out because I don't know. I'm not willing to sign Braden Holtby to a long-term deal. I think he's going to go to Edmonton or Calgary. Braden Holtby, that is. Calgary would be, ooh, that would work, I think. Calgary can get their goaltending right. Mm-hmm. I always find a new guy and it just never works. Yeah. Like if 
you're just going to sign a guy like Cam Talbot or Mike Smith, you might as well just roll Carter Hutton for another year mm-hmm. as a backup. If you can make it like a distinct upgrade, get a guy like Aaron Halak or Anton Hudobin, and that's fine. But if you're just going to get some run-in-the-middle average Cam Talbot. Hudobin's been waiting. He's been lying in wait, though, forever now, you know? He he's had some great seasons with Boston and uh is he with Dallas right now? Yeah. Yeah. He and Bishop. I mean, it would be a gamble though, because he it would kind of be like another Hutton, being that he's like a career backup who but I mean he's proven himself over a longer period of time than Hutton has. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh I mean who'd open especially if you're going with the splitting time thing, and I don't think Allmark is like, you know, a constant starter. Then certainly go for Hudobin and have those guys split the time. Or Thomas Thomas Grice, too. Oh, let's not forget about a familiar name, Robin Leonard. (laughs) Yeah, what is going to happen with him? Is he going to be on a fourth team in however many seasons? Or I don't know. It's possible. Vegas fans like him. They want to keep him. You know what? What do they do with Flurry? He might be the heir apparent. Flurry only has one year left, I'm pretty sure. Maybe they can find a way to. Three would wouldn't be a bad option here. Be and get Vegas or half the cap possibly. I would take Flurry. He would be one who's won. How many cups is Flurry? Well, he's got two cups, right? Yeah, Flurry's got two. Went to the final in Vegas. I would take. I would take him. I think. Well, technically, he doesn't even have three. See. Because he was oh, yeah, on he the team. Was there the when they beat San Jose? He was on the team during both the repeat during both those, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So he I mean, but so he was Flurry has three and then he He went to the final of Vegas the year after. Mm-hmm. Take the price was right. And man, didn't that's have to right. Take on his full cap. Three straight cups, that man. Holy moly. Okay, if I could I would acquire Thomas Hurdle from the San Jose Sharks. Okay, I like that one. Without okay. trading number one pick this year or Dylan Cousins, if possible, which I don't think that's possible, but hey, if, if we're putting our armchair GM hats on, that's what I would do. Say we got Timo Meyer instead. Would you feel mm. drastically different? Would you be disappointed or around like the same? The, Rationale between Hurdle was a center. Okay. They need that center. Timo Meyer, I, I would love to get him, but I don't think the Sharks would trade him. Yeah, Hurdle would be my guy. Okay. The thing is, Middlestat doesn't have a ton of value right now. He'd be the centerpiece behind that trade, you would think. And he'd be a good option for San Jose, too. They need young guys. God knows anyone who's high draft pick. They could use. Mm. They don't have a first round pick this year, too. Right. I'm sure, they would love to get that Buffalo first round pick, but I don't know if Hurdle would be worth giving up the seventh overall pick this year that. for for just two more years. Yeah. I, then, I would trade next year's first for Hurdle. I would. I don't know if I want to go up any kind of first. I I you know what? That would be grounds for a protest outside the arena. Really? Yeah. In next year's? Yeah, I, 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 I think you. I think they should trade the next year's first round pick. I do think I have, gonna... I have. I have not banged on the drum to trade the next year first round pick. 
any first round picks for that matter. Buffalo's own. I, I don't think I have ever banged the drum for that, but I think they can't be waiting around anymore. Mm-hmm. Just can't. Rate it. What the Canucks did. They do something similar to what the Canucks did and find their own JT Miller. Even if you can yeah, protect certainly. it, like like how the Canucks did. Like if they make the playoffs, the team gets a pick. If they miss, the Sabres get to keep the pick. Yeah. I mean, if I uh, certainly if it's on the table, I wouldn't object to them going for it. Yeah, I wouldn't th- this this year's pick, it's off the table for me at least. I'm not trading that for anything, really. Like there's you gotta be giving up a really good player. That seventh overall pick, I I wouldn't deal that pick at all. I've just become increasingly wary in general about this GM trading. Oh yeah, I I completely agree with you. Completely agree. I like the Dominic Cahoon trade. I like that trade a lot. Oh, that one is great. Sometimes I'll just be sitting around and I'll randomly think, "Hey, you know what? The Sabres have Dominic Cahoon, and then I really want the Sabres to be playing again because I want to watch Cahoon because he was so good." During the uh, mm. the short time that we saw him, but the people banking on him potentially playing center, I think that's risky, especially if they think he's going to be the number two center for this team. I don't, I don't think that's going to work out. All right, you got anything else before we close out here? No, I don't. You know, what I'm going to try and do once I get this edited and uploaded. I'm going to try and get some ice cream somewhere or some kind of dessert. What you're getting me in the mood right now? Yeah. I might get some fried dough across the street. It is almost 9 o'clock, though, so th- places are probably closing up shop. Yes. So, maybe I can hurry. I don't know. We'll see. And before we leave, of course, we like to thank our sponsors. Just Dish and Hockey. Use the promo code TCB at checkout for 10% off your order. And folks, thank you for tuning in for so long. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care.